everyone but Hannah. That was a <laughs> terrible. Y'all need to like. God, that was almost scary. Practice next time. Hey, welcome to the podcast. If you didn't turn it off after that noise. Yeah, really. And it's been so long <laughs> since I've been here. I forgot the door code. Hey, welcome back, Scott. It's yeah, been really. So long. I literally got to the door and I was like, <gasps> I don't remember the code. But you're here now. I am here now. My name is Evan Semenko. Hi, Evan Semenko. Hi, Scott Odom. You're a co-host on Backstage with the Simple Church podcast. Right now, just sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Intermediate. Or intermediate. That's not the right. Interdispersed. Part-time. That's good. Interdispersed. But we have guests today, Scott. We do. Because K-Walk... Caleb K-Walk. I also have not been here in a long time. You haven't, but you have been on the podcast before. Well, my very first episode, maybe. You were one of the very first ever episodes right yes wasn't he one of the staff interviewed before the world shut down yes yes he was that's yeah right. i got yeah. to know his story when he came yeah, it was just me him and justin oh. and then then follow-up is hannah heckler hannah wow this is like or a, as i like to call her two reunion double h that's double right h. justin's oldest daughter scott could you give mm. us a quick ranking real quick of your favorite heglers in order i better be first because that's they're fake. all number one uh, but hannah's slightly gross. above them. there we See? go that's yeah what we that's yeah. right she's the original I the rest are just copies. Well, <laughs> Lauren and Ashley. Wow. I mean, Lauren's older, right? Lauren yeah. and Ashley? Yeah. La- Ashley's younger. They don't count. I don't even know who those people are. Oh. They're on the other side. No, Ashley, the other side. Ashley doesn't listen to this anyway. No. no. <laughs> I'm sure Hannah listens every episode, though. And she's been on before, yes. yeah, but they're I back have. today. In it's fact, bad. a request was made for you to update your health situation uh, from a, a listener. Oh, how are you feeling oh, these hey days? Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot better these days. You look good. Thank she you. she went to Africa. I went to Africa. Yeah, feeling that's why better. you're here. Feeling better. You're here to talk about Africa. We had, we had a little reset, Caleb. An adventure because we an partnered adventure. with an organization called Africa New Life in Rwanda. Yep. With Simple Church since... Rwanda. Rwanda. What did you I said say? Rwanda. You said Rwanda. Did I really? Yeah. Yeah. Rwanda. Like Rwanda. 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 And Wanda. I think since is it 2009? Since 2009. So we've mm-hmm. partnered there and sponsored children. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. been a yeah. It's been a long It was one of the very first mission projects and organizations we partnered with and worked with. And what's really cool now is we sponsor over 200 kids mm-hmm. There's a church. And we've got to see them kind of go through the last decade and grow up and what sponsorship means. And we're getting ready for talking about child sponsorship this fall. And Hannah and Caleb went with Woo-hoo. Justin and Robin to go and just kind of take some video, talk to people, and get inspired again to help inspired. the country of Rwanda. Inspired. So, Caleb, let's start with you. You're wow. international. <laughs> we had your brother on last week. I know. We got to talk to him. I haven't listened to that yet. That's right. I think pretty much by the feedback that you are now the second favorite quack. Wow, There's thanks. A lot of Josh love. There is a lot of Josh Just love. I spent a lot of time with him in, uh, <laughs> in Juarez, and he's pretty great. That's right, Scott. You weren't here to talk about your yes, perspective on Juarez. Any yes. stories, anything stand out before we get into Rwanda? It was just a great time. Great. Uh, great. Probably one of the better trips we've taken to Juarez. Uh, I've been like 20 plus times and uh, did some things I've never done before. What did you do that? And uh, well, feeding the homeless. Never have fed the homeless. It's the third time Amiga Fiel has actually done it. And it started out really sketchy, but ended up being (laughs) probably the best thing we ever did. Because they literally, they take you to downtown at night. Yeah, they do. And all the shops are shut down. Believe it or not, war is, although a large city of over a million people, pretty much closes at 7 o'clock. <laughs> and, I did not uh, know that. Yeah, like the downtown area is shut down. Like by the sun goes down, downtown's shut down. But there is a huge homeless population because downtown Juarez and downtown El Paso basically are right next to each other. Right. And uh, the border is right there. So there's a lot of transient folks, either folks that have been kicked out of the U.S. that are now stuck back in Juarez or vice versa. 
So, and there's like Americans there too who can't get back in the country because of mm. drugs mm. or whatever else. So we'll they're talk just about stuck. That later. We yeah. had an incident, yeah. Which, yeah, <laughs> not not they're they're not a little more related. Like, they're a little not more related. the way it sounded. Yeah, they're yeah. drug yeah. related. Scott's like people smuggle drugs. Like we'll yeah. talk about that later. People Taylor. getting yeah. stuck yeah. in no. other countries. Yours, yours wasn't nefarious. Oh. Whoa, hey, easy. Mike is oh, got a shortened mic. There we go. But anyway, so it was really great. Got to feed the homeless. And uh, what else did we do we hadn't done before? Uh, we went back to the market, which was really nice. market is fantastic. Yeah, and you and Max stuff, right? bought some outfits? Yeah, I bought boots for my lady, for Julie. For my lady. You got a wedding date, too. We haven't I talked know. about that. Yeah. Scott's engaged. She's not single. So excited. We have said you're engaged, but you've actually got a date. You're getting married this October? Yeah, sometime in October. I'm not <laughs> sure when. <laughs> you might want to know. Mm-hmm. Nail that down. October the 6th? No, October 29th, sir. October 29th. <gasps> he does Saturday. Good job. Yep, getting married wow. in Menden. It's there like 115 Pearl Street. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You invite but everybody. Come on yeah. somewhere. It's, it's behind <laughs> Come a, on. Yeah. It's behind a restaurant. Are we going to live stream it? Can we do a podcast? Yes. Can we do a podcast? Live stream yeah. At the ceremony. Absolutely. Wedding. That's yes. a great idea. No, it's not. It's <laughs> terrible. I mean, people can show, but it's a very small venue. That's right. But that's enough. All right. Thank you, yeah. Scott. We'll move on from you. Now. Wow. <laughs> I was going to tell more about really Juarez. No, but there was a great episode with Max really talking about Juarez. If yes. you want to go back two episodes ago, we'll put a link and in Max the show notes. Max was great as well. Good job, Max. Thank Good you. Good job. That's right. But we're talking about Caleb and Hannah in Africa, different continent in the rain across the way. So, Caleb, you are from Hong Kong. You've traveled internationally. When you found out you're going to Africa, what was your initial thought? What was your preconceived ideas of Rwanda when you found out you're going? Oh, uh, well, from all the videos I've edited mm. and for the past three years that I've been working here, it's just I don't I didn't see Rwanda as a developed city at all, like maybe dirt roads and huts. That's what my, you know, uh, idea of Africa was or Rwanda, because also my fiance. She had lived in Africa for four summers. Shout out to Liv. We can say her Shout name. Out to She's a real person. Yay. Yeah. So you're she getting lived in Africa as well. I I am. We tried to get you and Scott to do a double wedding, and they frowned on that. Well, it's okay. Now we both get married. That's right. Yeah. But anyways, so she told me all about these stories about her eating white ants and like eating like white ants. They yeah. taste like ice cream, apparently. Ice what? cream or bacon ants bits. Or like bacon almonds bits. in general. Have you what? eaten ants? Yes. It was a dare. Oh. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you can. You, there's different places in the U.S. that you can eat ants. Yeah, like but what about yeah, like grasshoppers across the ocean? Like roaches. Never whatever. eaten one in another country, but here I've eaten ants, and they taste like almonds. Mm. They really do. Interesting. Mm. Like if you're if you're in a pinch and you need protein, eat an ant. I don't know if I want to try that. I'm yeah. good. Well, moving on. That's uh, right. So, Liv had worked. <laughs> what countries was she in? She was in Uganda, which is right next to Rwanda. Rwanda. Uganda, Rwanda. Rwanda. Remember Invisible Children did a lot of yes. work in Uganda. So she worked Coney there famous. for uh, four summers during college years, her college years. And she told me all about these stories about her living in a hut, uh, living under, like on the ground. Because she was there yada, for yada. like the whole summer, right? Yeah, she was there Months for the at whole a time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, in my head, I was preparing myself that I'm going to have that experience, not knowing what Rwanda was, you know, had in store for us. But uh, given that, I, you know, first time hearing that I'm going to go to Africa, I was kind of uh, nervous. Sure. And really, I mean, like y'all said, my brother was here, so I didn't really, really want to leave him to be by himself. But 
uh, we gave you a hard went. time about that last we week did. when you listened to yeah. Josh's episode, but we were just messing because you haven't got to see him in a while. Nope. It was unfortunate timing, but like we took care of Josh. Years. Yeah, long time. Yep. <laughs> All right. So Hannah, you've grown up. Your dad's gone multiple Ooh. times talking about it. You had scheduled to go a couple years ago, right? Oh, like multiple times. Right. Yeah. And this always fell through mm-hmm. and COVID and all that different stuff. So when you finally found out you were going, what were you thinking going into it? Oh, I was so stoked. I've wanted to go for like 14 years. It's been a long time coming, y'all. Because you were supposed to go two years ago, but... Yeah. Before your graduation trip, right? Mm-hmm. But... Now I'm 20 and we're starting COVID. Thank you. There you go. That's, That's what he right. wanted. That's what he's looking for. <sighs> <laughs> Just a line. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, but it was really uh, above and beyond my expe- like expectations. That's awesome. And then yeah. you guys have sponsored a child as a family, mm-hmm. right? So talk about sponsorship a minute. Before you went, it's just a letter, and you'd kind of see and know the story, and then your dad obviously is telling you stuff. But yeah. what was it like with you having this sponsored child growing up or the last couple of years? We've had Olivier. Yeah. He's just now 19. But we've had him since, like, when? I think we were, like, eight years old. Yeah. I was eight, mm-hmm. probably. So we really have watched him grow up. Mm-hmm. 11 years. That's a long time. That so is. I finally got to meet him, and it was it was surreal. I was sitting there like... This isn't, this isn't happening. What, what is this? And, uh, we went to Kajayo, which is where Simple Church has most of their sponsorships. And so Kigali's the capital. Yeah. And Kigali's Kajayo the is capital. Kigali's the outside, right? Mm-hmm. And that is, it's one of the worst communities just yeah, in general. Yeah, rough. Yeah. They don't have water. <laughs> yeah. Right now they're in it's a drought. Re- yeah. Like six months for, of drought. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so a lot of lands have been dried and, um, they are have, struggling to have food mm-hmm. and water crazy i know and they're all it's really weird too because we've watched all these kids grow up for 11 years so all of them are like 17 18 19 right so it's like when we started child sponsorship mm-hmm. a lot of people have been sponsors like y'all's family the whole time and yeah. so i mean you literally are seeing a decade's worth of investment and influence and seeing what happened and now mm-hmm. you have to meet them face to face it was so pretty sweet. powerful huh? yeah cool i know the just showed a video of donnie and lisa mcdaniel mm-hmm. talking and doing zoom with one of their mm-hmm. kids was one of the first ones sponsored and it's going to medical schools incredible i know it's insane and he remembered all of lisa and danny's child's names donnie yeah he you did. don't remember their names but lisa what did i say danny we're lisa. struggling today Scott. danny donnie wow. sorry donnie daryl <laughs> one of those d one of the d's that's right Derek. But it is really cool. So over 200 kids sponsored. Mm-hmm. Simple Church has given over a million dollars cumulatively with everybody's contributions to wow. that area. It's pretty powerful. I remember doing this with the 10-year anniversary a couple of years ago that we went through and kind of added it up, and but it just keeps going. Didn't you also go to Africa during your internship? Me? Yes. Yeah, I've been you twice. You went back in uh, 2016, right? So I went 2007 with Big Stuff Camps that high school goes oh. to still. So we partnered with Compassion International. And so I sponsored a child through Compassion in Kenya, is Nairobi, outside on the outskirts. But then I got to go with Simple Church and Mallory, my wife, in 2013. So we got to go and meet. We actually had not uh, we had not sponsored a child at that point, but we met one there that needed sponsorship. So Evariste was, oh gosh, I think he was seven or eight at the time. And then y'all got to meet him and yeah. talk to him. Caleb did. Yeah, video he was the him. first one that I videoed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he it's looks like cool. a grown man too. It's crazy. Isn't that isn't it crazy? Yeah, because he was little. I mean, just malnourished and small. And mm-hmm. we went. He didn't have a father. We got to meet his mother. We went to their house and. When we left, he tried to give us a rabbit as we were leaving to say thank Aww. you for sponsoring him. So like, you take care of the rabbit. We named him Tucker is what we said was our dog's name. And mm. 
probably didn't make it very long after that. But <laughs> y'all, wait, hold up, y'all brought the rabbit back? No, no, we left the rabbit with them, oh. but we asked him to name it. They tried. He it was tried to give it yeah. to. Them. Yeah, it was a gotcha. gift. I was yeah. like, how did you bring that back? I know you don't. You really don't realize the impact you have on their lives oh, at man. all. And we wrote them. Le- I mean, you would see yeah. stuff, and now our kids are born since then, and so we'll put it and talk about it. We have one right now in the fridge, but it's not the same as going face to face. Right? It really does just shock you because we get busy. We go back to our normal everyday lives, but it is medicine. It's education. It's building projects and it helps the whole community too. Mm-hmm. something that your dad talked about when the service the message this time was that helps everybody and they all celebrate together yeah so if somebody gets sponsored and, and in my mind i would think like oh i'm jealous because they got sponsored but they shared they distribute it and no they're like i'm gonna be stuff. a doctor for my whole community and i'm gonna come back and serve this community and it's just a yeah. very different than the american mindset mm-hmm. absolutely so let's talk about rwanda a little bit and caleb we'll jump back to you so going in how much did you know about the history of rwanda did you do research did you watch like hotel rwanda is the famous movie before you went what did you know about the climate of rwanda before you went let me tell you this talk to me going in i knew absolutely you did no research nothing. no homework I did no research, no homework. <laughs> Who does a research before they? I was he was like, there. I, did, I read a book before I went. I watched Hotel Rwanda. What? I wanted so, to know about the country you're yeah. going into. Yeah, I didn't really know anything about it. I didn't know Just the weather. In, I was like, okay, I'm gonna. They said you got, you have to wear pants the whole time, and I was a little freaked out because I was like, okay, it's Africa. <laughs> it's hot. I would think that it's hot. I remember Valerie going and buying like long dresses when we went. Yeah. And to get yeah, I was like, oh, it's gonna be like worse than here. 120, 130. 130? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I don't think that's We're survivable. It's by the equator. Yeah. Well, anyways. It is by the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So going in, I was like, well, this is going to be not very fun. Uh, it's going to be very hot. And I don't like hot. And I also don't like wearing pants. So... <laughs> He typically see. wears shorts, just to be yes, clear. Yes, he does yes, not yeah. go Those with nothing. Just no <laughs> pants. <laughs> just no pants. Never any pants. Just shirts. <laughs> just shorts. But anyways. So you knew nothing. I knew nothing, and I knew nothing about the genocide. Yeah. I knew nothing about uh, how big or small the, the country is. Yeah. I was like, oh, Africa must be pretty big. Big continent. Yeah. Small but country. Big continent. <laughs> Rwanda is actually really, really small mm-hmm. yeah. compared to Uganda, and I thought Uganda was pretty small. Right. Uh, you can probably drive six hours and you go from one border to the other. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. six mm-hmm. hours across, pretty small. Scott, will you look up and see the square footage of Rwanda while Hannah's about to talk? I'm going to put you on a research it project. It is pretty little. <sighs> Thank you. All right, Hannah. So, what did you know? <laughs> did you, as a family, talk about it? Did you guys watch? Because I know your dad has been and you've mm-hmm. known about it, but did you? what did you know about the genocide looking into stuff before you went over there? I did know about it yeah. for sure. I remember dad talking about it. For years, you yeah. know what I mean? But I didn't watch the movie. I'm going to now. You but we went to, to the Genocide Museum, and me and Caleb Which were like, oh. That was my next question, because yeah. that's how we started our trip when we went. Did y'all go towards we, the beginning? We ended. Oh, okay. with the, or Well, we kind of like, went during the middle of uh, Yeah, it was like, it was like uh, second to last day. Okay, yeah. like so that. we went, like, we landed, we tried to stay awake, we went to bed, and the next morning we went to the museum mm. to just kind of put it in That would have been heavy. It was, and it really does change how you look at stuff. So for people that don't know, tell us a little bit about Rwanda and the genocide, and you're just a quick summary, Hannah. Guys. <laughs> it's bad. Here we go. It's really we bad. We learned a lot. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of components that goes into Yeah, you can genocide. chime in, Caleb, because this is a lot of information. No, we, we'll just bounce off each other. There you go. There you go. Basically, it was a million people killed in 100 days. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And it was the Hutu and the Tutsi, and basically they look different 
a little bit. Their noses, yeah. their noses were a little different. So it's back subtle. in back in 1950-ish. Yeah, or before 1959. 1959 was when. Uh, well, I think Dutch, before right? that, the Dutch. Uh, yeah. yeah, before. Before that, I think the the Belgian army came in, mm-hmm. and it was, it was 1884. Yeah, no, there but you go, then the so if you want to look up the, the history of Rwanda, I have the history. Right <laughs> We're gonna put a link <laughs> in the show notes. But yeah. this is just your impression. The Hutu yeah. population revolted against the Tutsi. Uh, against Tutsi. no, the, the the Hutu population revolted in 1959. Mm-hmm. Against they the massacred Tutsis. numerous Tutsi and ultimately established independent. Hutu-dominated republic in 1962, led by President... That guy. (laughs) (laughs) That guy. That guy. Well, anyways, I think um, it was just a lot of hate and a lot of... um, What do you call it? Uh, um, Animosity? Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. They basically had turned the two people groups against each other and manipulated it as white It was all propaganda. Right, and tried to make them to where they're different classes... And it's something that it's it like you had go. more cows than me, and right. Yeah. And there was a, a ruling class and a worker class, and they basically <laughs> just kind of created this division, and it overflowed and spilled out. In it was 1994. 1994 was, was when the million this, people. This was the million people. Yeah. And Which, when we were there, in your brain, it's like, oh, it wasn't that recent, but it was, but it was 1994. Like yeah. Yeah. That was four years before I was born. Y'all were alive at that point. Yes. We yeah, I was yeah. almost in high school by that point. I was yeah. seven. Yeah, did y'all know anything about it back then? No, it's back not then, exactly second grade. Material. It was a yeah. blurb, but that's a blurb on the news. You like that? A blurb, blurb. blurb. <laughs> Sorry, not blurb. <laughs> yeah, but that's the criticism is because we didn't do anything. No one really talked about it back then mm-hmm. in '94. President Clinton was in office. I remember that, mm-hmm. but he really didn't. The response from America in general was and not. really the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. at that time, wasn't OJ in trial? Right. OJ so. was in trial. Clint was in trouble. There was a lot mm-hmm. going on that people were a lot more focused on than Black Hawk Down was in recent yeah. memory, and it kind yeah. of made America not yeah. want to engage and do stuff. So there's a lot of different factors to it. Again, if you want to look more into the history of it, it really is fascinating. I'm and reading about it. Horrific. Right. There you go, Scott. It is. Give us some summary. But the museum, the museum really put it in perspective. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the country of Rwanda mm-hmm. is now out of that. They have a president that's helped try to bring unity and bring people together for all ten thousand one hundred sixty-nine square miles. There we go. That's the thing, <laughs> nice. Scott. Like that, that segue. segue. Professional broadcaster, Scott Odom. <laughs> so not very big. But the museum is there as a reminder, and they, I believe Africa New Life that we partner with takes every group that goes through at some yeah, point to just kind of yeah. help you show you, to visualize. So you hear about like the Holocaust Museum or the 9-11 Museum here. It is mm-hmm. a national museum mm-hmm. in the country of Rwanda that's supposed to help mm-hmm. not forget what happened yeah. in the not too distant past. I know. Like everyone that we met, their family was directly affected. Yeah. 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 Like Absolutely. our translator, her, uh, dad. Answer, her dad fought in the war and, uh, they, they were in Uganda and he came down from Uganda to find the war mm-hmm. and then they were going back into Rwanda and trying to find him and they could never find him. They don't know where he, they don't know where he is. Wow. They don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's tough. It's heavy stuff. So mm-hmm. that the ripple effect was a lot of orphans, a lot of single women all of a sudden. And for the last 20 years that Africa new life has been trying to go and be a light in that community is trying to go and help kids is helping families and be able to go and minister to them. So we've partnered with them. We've all do that. Talk a little bit about Africa new life. Who did y'all work with? And you were there. Who'd you talk to Caleb? Who'd you meet? That was there with the staff from Africa new life. Don't, so we worked with uh, Alan. I don't mm-hmm. really know his last name. I don't know how to Hotchkins. say his last name. There we go. Yeah. Hodgkins. Yeah. 
So he was our uh, kind of our guide. He's also the executive director for Ac- African New Life. Mm-hmm. And he was there because they're celebrating the anniversary, right? It's yes, the it's the 20th, 20th anniversary yep. for this yeah. past weekend. So he's like so the big dog. He's the CEO. He is the, the top big dog, guy. But he's big very dog. fun. Uh, he's a, l- I don't want to say little guy. I mean, he. That's <laughs> 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 coming from you. Okay, I'm five, like, what, five, eight? Okay. And I guess. I have no yeah, idea. Alan's. <laughs> you tell us. Five, five six. six. So how would you compare him? Says Caleb. How would you compare him to say Jonathan Machen? Uh, they're about the same height. Let's just list oh, people and say also stack saw them up. Jonathan Machen. Where in Africa? In Africa. We saw his doppelganger. Oh, weird. Was he yeah. African? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> there you go. All well, right. Anyways, so. He's there from African New Life. Yes. They have a staff there that works yes. and stay at the, they call it like a compound, right? Is yeah, they call it yes. the compound. That's right. House, That's what we call it. Yeah, yeah. That's, again, a safe place. Y'all can say you're not roughing it in huts. No. <laughs> no. That was, oh, it was I had beautiful. My, really, like when we got there, I was like, oh, this is not too bad. And, oh, yeah. Uh, when we got to the guest house, I was like, okay, I'm going to have the room with Justin and I'm going to have to listen to him snore every single night. <laughs> I had to listen and to him <laughs> snore every night. <laughs> Turned out I had my own room. Robin had her own room. And yeah, it I was like bougie. I was like, guys. Uh, it's pretty nice. Yeah. And Scott, you haven't been. No, yeah. I've never been to Africa. That's right. But, but it was, it was yeah. been to many yeah, it places. It was very, very nice. Uh, we had breakfast made for us and, and lunch. Our, and uh, our house mom, as we could call her, is yeah. Esther. I love Esther. She did everything, literally hand and mm-hmm. foot. I was like, mm-hmm. girl, <laughs> you're too sweet. Took care of you. She did. But yeah, uh, going back to African New Life. Yeah. Um, they are doing really good stuff, uh, really great stuff. They just built, they just finished building a hospital. Mm. It's the second biggest hospital in Rwanda. Yeah. Wow. Isn't, that country. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. And um, they are having, you know, to build churches around. We actually went to a new church that they, mm-hmm. uh, cool. that they were building. They're expanding. Um, Yay. So. Did any of y'all speak? Oh no. no! Nobody from okay. When no. we went, they had they, the Wakanda to get up and say yeah, something. Yeah, they they offered, and Dad was like, "No, no, no just no, give me a second, give me a second." I don't know if he was going to make y'all get up and say no, something. No, no. But uh, I th- we enjoyed a church service a lot. Yeah, um, it felt to me really like East Texas. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going <laughs> to say would, something. Else. I did yeah. not think you would say that. Interesting. Yeah, it felt really like Texas. You went to school there. Yeah, you lived I, did, there. I did go to school there. So I guess maybe maybe that's what I'm drawing my comparison from mm-hmm. but um the food was great uh they took care of us african new life um they have amazing amazing people working there uh i met the one of the videographers and photographers there cool. and he the, he does amazing stuff his name's eric by the way shout out eric. caleb shout loves out. eric that's awesome. they bonded yeah hit it off that's very cool. And I think one of the most incredible stories is when they started sponsoring kids, when they started doing schools and helping teachers, they actually were one of the top rated schools in the entire country of they, Rwanda. They still are. Yeah, it's still. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. good. That's good mm-hmm. to hear because that was, I remember, shocking. You think about, again, it's a mission organization. They're coming in. They don't have the funding. It's not the state government. They don't have all the money and resources. But what they're doing is changing the lives of those kids. And now 20 years yes. in, you're seeing them coming back and serving. You're talking yeah. about like going back into their own communities mm-hmm. and that hand up with they needed it that little bit of money that each month helped them to get through school is now going and reinvesting itself back in the country i think it's just really really cool yeah it was uh it it was amazing to see the impact because you can see uh, a lot of i guess adults now that that have grown up with the program and they all come back and try to help um the the program to keep growing so um it was really really 
cool to see too like our driver and mm-hmm. um and that they, they just took care of us uh and you know they translate for us and so that we can understand our sponsor kids a little bit better because we don't speak kenyawanda right it's which, one of the hardest languages yeah we tried dang and yeah. you speak a couple languages okay you're three. already that's more than most I people that's only three, three. <laughs> that's not a lot Relative Some to ninety percent of the audience, yeah. they do. But most people only speak one. In this country, in this, in country. this country, yeah, we're very close. <laughs> that is country. fair, but still, it's a tough language. Yeah, it is a very tough language. But um, going back to just the sponsor kids and yeah. the impact that uh, African New Life has on the country of Rwanda, uh, you were saying that they, their school is top, one of the top-notch mm-hmm. school, uh, and we went and actually visited. Um, the school and the programs and we met some of the, I think we met the principal right yeah we met yeah. the principal and then they actually house kids on campus mm. which only the top 10 percent I think from Have like all dorms or yeah. living yeah 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 like when we were school. there they were taking their national exam so mm-hmm. I, Ooh, uh, yeah it was very quiet yeah <laughs> we didn't meet a whole lot of students <laughs> yeah we were cut just up like, and be loud yeah, yeah. That's right, because when we went there, we had, like, parties and did cake and mm-hmm. brought them out, mm-hmm. and they all kind of had assemblies kind of things. Yeah, they were very, very focused on uh, existing. Good for them. Yeah. Good students. Yeah. So just some stories, if anything stands out to you guys. I know one that I want you to hit on, and I don't know which one of you interacted more, talked about the village where the man had murdered the people in that village and was living there with him. So did y'all interact, talk the to him? Reconciliation yeah. village. Yeah. Um, Hannah, that was course. crazy. I yeah. know I keep saying crazy, but it really was. Like, I mean, it really puts it in perspective. Mind-blowing, yeah. You sit there and you're like, what? No other place could have done this. No other, like, if you, so let me yeah. reel it in. I got excited. Story. Okay. So this was a Hutu man. The Reconciliation Village is basically just the Hutu and the Tutsi. They came together after the genocide, and they are each other's neighbors again. Okay. Because Scott was saying, going back to the 50s, there's been animosity, there's fighting. It was never oh, to yeah. the level that it was in 1994, but they really, have not gotten according, along. According to, to what I read, the animosity goes back as far as 1880. Mm-hmm. Okay, so long time. So the fact that they would live together in a place is already going to be tough. Yeah, like mind-blowing. Like yeah. The fact that you can have that kindness just to Yeah, the level of that. forgiveness that, uh, that was... Pre- presented in that village is very mind-blowing thinking about like you're on both sides like you're mm-hmm. on two sides two different sides of um i guess political views yeah or um literally you had somebody if you were living with the people that killed your family that the people that killed your your community the people that destroyed your lives and like made your life hell literally and yeah. they were able to Obviously, it took time. Sure. And uh, I remember the guy, the Hutu, uh, was saying that when they got out, of, uh, got out of jail and they got put into this reconciliation village, he was afraid for his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. He was like, oh, no, Somebody's they, they won't forgive yeah, me. Some, yeah. yeah, why are they, like, letting us out and living in, you know, with these people again? Like, are they going to just kill us, like, in the middle of the night? Mm-hmm. And so he woke up the next morning. He was alive. And then he woke up the next morning, he was alive, and then eventually they kind of um, reconcile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, hence um, the name. Hence, hence the, the name. name. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, it was very cool to see and, like, being able to uh, um, see that now the people that were killing, uh, that killed um, the other side family are taking care of their family, mm-hmm. uh, taking, taking care of each other's family is very, very cool. Yeah. 
It's yeah. pretty powerful. Hannah, do you have another story? Anything else that stood out to you of people you interacted with or I'm stuff you got to, to see? Sure. Put you talk about the, the weaving baskets and stuff like that. Oh, they do it together? Yeah. Okay. So in the Reconciliation Village, the um, one of the stories that really did actually stand out to me was that the main Hutu man who spoke to us, there was a Tutsi woman and he had directly killed everyone in her family like he personally himself yeah it was him and like well they had mo- mobs of yeah. people and he was included in that and so she's forgave him and now he takes care of her children hmm. and she was like whenever i need to go somewhere they stay at his house and we were all sitting there like are you how wow. how do you do that and if the, somebody k- killed your family yeah right. okay like they killed yeah. killed your baby not gonna be top of the list for babies yeah like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like no no thank you but uh and the Hutu women and the Tutsi women, they also weave baskets together and they forgive each other and they communicate of... Yeah. I think one thing that stand out like from that uh, mm-hmm. is, you know, they, when they're working together, they're creating the conversation and like trying to understand each other's side. Right. Spending time together. Mm-hmm. Spending time together and trying to, um, you know, get to know each other in a way that you wouldn't if you're just talking against each other right that's why scott and i actually do this podcast it's part of our reconciliation <laughs> that makes so much sense guys <laughs> i have no comment all right thanks but that is yeah i yeah, mean because the rule in rwanda is is you can't talk about division now you have yeah. to be positive positive. and they really did use mass media it. the radio mostly to mm-hmm. whip people into a frenzy to yes. manipulate and do yeah it. there was a lot of lies and stuff but i'm sorry i was Fake reading news. all about it while scott was, was deep that. into yeah, it he was, he was i went i went down a hole of information. He's a little history man. <laughs> little history man. Little history man. That could be your spinoff podcast. Yes. Absolutely. You, I, you also can't call it the genocide. You have to say the genocide it's of the Tutsi yeah. people. Mm. Against the Tutsi. They make you say it. Yeah. yeah. You get in trouble if you don't say it like that. Interesting. Wow. They're trying yeah. to recognize it, guys. They're learning from it. There's also a third states. ethnic group involved. Oh, was there? Yeah. The TWA. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm sure it's pronounced something, but it's TWA, like TWA like or something. NWA. Like that. <laughs> 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 That's right. So, by the way, this trip, the four of y'all just went because you're in, talk taking videos, you're talking to people, you're yeah. getting ready, and we're going to do a child sponsorship. It's a vision, vision trip. trip. It is not a mission trip. Vision. Right. Vision the four trip. of you went yeah. this time. So, Normally, there is going and there's interaction, but it really is trying to help kids get sponsored. That's who we are and who we want to be. So this yeah. fall, around November-ish is what Robin said. Robin Horton, our do-good coordinator, went, and we're trying to figure out the exact dates. But stay tuned of stay ways that you tuned. can sponsor children and be able to go and help to do good, like so many of you have already, and you be able to get those letters and doing it. So, Caleb, yeah. when you guys were videoing and talking to people, you've got a bunch of that stuff that we're going to show and oh, be able yeah. to experience yeah. it and see. You've got awesome. a minute-long video. Yeah, <laughs> Caleb's got one video on a phone. One yep. video. It's about a minute, maybe 30 seconds. <laughs> you rented some better gear. It's going to be yes. really high-quality yeah. stuff. Gonna be awesome. If you're a part of Simple Church, we want you to definitely look forward to check out. And if you're thinking about child sponsorship, if it's something that maybe you've thought about in the past, or maybe even if you had a child that graduated out and it's been a while, we're definitely going to be talking about it this fall and want to get some more stuff for that so it's something to look forward to robin said their goal is to sponsor another 100 kids with yeah. the church yeah. this fall mm-hmm. so that which we, i'm people, sure we can do very easily we can do that it, do you do know it. the yeah. dollar per month it used to be 39 uh, 38 it's it's is 38 38 and some change some great stuff. i don't know with inflation 38 67 yeah. oh like i was never mind i'll be quiet <laughs> A month, dollar per month for a child. One child. I was thinking yes. how much we we have sent per month over no, the time, but one yeah. guy, thirty-eight dollars. One child. Yep. You can just save some uh, Spotify or uh, subscription money and 
couple of them. Yeah. Bundle them together. Bundle them together and put it into uh, it's worth changing it. a, a child's life. It's literally life changing, guys. Absolutely. Literally changing the life of a child. One thirty-eight dollar at a time. One thirty-eight dollar. <laughs> is there like a thirty-eight dollar bill? There is. Yeah, it's one bill. <laughs> one bill. Yep. It has the picture of Roger Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln's brother mm. on it. <laughs> Good story. <laughs> cool. So we're glad you guys got to go. And Caleb, we're especially glad you got to come back. You kind of hinted at this earlier. Oh, yeah. As, we almost lost Caleb. Guys. As a I Hong Konger, non-U.S. citizen, non- when you came back in the country after speaking to a lawyer before problems. you left to make yeah, sure. Went, went all the trouble making sure. Made it out of the country just fine. Made it into another country. Then just made fine. it into a third country Thank just fine. God then all we the got way back, back into the U.S. You got a little it's excited. All the way back in the U.S. is like, no. Mm, in no. Atlanta Airport, right? It doesn't matter if you stay here for 10 years. You can't come back. Yeah. yeah. But Once you leave, you can't come back. No stamp on your hand. You ain't getting in. So we have a staff text, and all it says is, please pray for Caleb. He's been taken to beside by He's Customs and is being interviewed <laughs> with 30 yeah. other people. Yeah, so that was that was kind of scary. <laughs> I bet. But yeah. but basically, tell us the story. Basically, you, you basically, needed a document okay, that yeah, you did not have, but you were unaware you needed that document. Yes. So... My visa, uh, my status is two different things. So visa is basically like an entry ticket. And your status, your, um, I don't know, COVID test. I don't know. Your qualification of getting into a park. Gotcha. So you have to have so, both. So you have to have both. And uh, according to my lawyer or um, attorney, yeah. he said that, okay, as long as you have this visa, which is which was F1 visa and it was a student visa, and with this paperwork, R1 um, paperwork, you should be able to get back into the country after that. No problem. He yeah, was confident. Because no real quick, problem. F1 visa is for students, R1 visa is for workers. Yep. Religious but workers. But you hadn't gotten your R1 yet because... No, you, uh, my R1 status has been approved yeah, for you're, over yeah, but you a year now. but you haven't physically gotten Yeah, I haven't gotten yeah. the visa yet. You're right. Uh, so yeah, you haven't literally gotten physically like a sticker gotten on your... Uh, on your passport. So we don't have to yeah. get too in the weeds in it. But basically, you didn't have what you needed, and they didn't like it. Yeah. Nope. And I almost <laughs> got sent back to Amsterdam. Yep. But Officer Neil. Shout out. Hopefully shout he's a listener out. now. <laughs> Google Officer Simple Church. Officer Neil was very nice, and he was very direct and uh, forgiving. And so we didn't have to pay a fee. Yay. It would have been, how much was it? It was it like would have been $585. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Plus 10 cents. I'm going to get that yep. money. But, but apparently you can go to Mexico and Canada, but you can't yeah. go like overseas. I don't know. Because we had no problem. Travel. Yeah, we had yeah. no problem with Josh. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, he also was not on a, He's a different. student visa or an R1 visa. Right. Yeah. He was on a travel visa. Anyway, Visa Talk will be a spinoff podcast. You can learn a lot more about yeah, it. What's the, other, what's the other podcast? <laughs> what did we say? History Guy? Yeah, Little History, history guy. guy? Little History Guy. Oh, Little History Guy. I would guy. listen to that. <laughs> but then one more thing on Amsterdam. Y'all got... Planes, you got delayed because of different stuff, and you guys ended up you getting got to swing spin. on a swing. Uh, we well, not just any swing. We did. Europe's we we were swinging swing. off a building. Swung off a building. Uh, and I took uh, took our shoes off. Our yeah, we did. We went barefoot on the swing. Yeah. Well, were yeah. you excited? Were you going to do it, Hannah, out. or were you? Oh not? yeah, okay. that doesn't bother me. I don't bother me. Taker. That's right. Risk taker. My it was kind of terrifying once it started going. Yeah. How high up were you? Well, they they don't have. It's not like. They don't have a safety rail. Like no, a, they don't have a safety rail, a and you, they also don't control it. They you just get on it. They don't have a button or anything. You just go. It swings. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, uh, okay. 
<laughs> Video's on our YouTube channel if you want to check it out. It's pretty crazy. It did look pretty fun. It did. I wouldn't do it, to be honest. But we did get stuck in Amsterdam for 24 hours. That's right. Yeah. Maddie Layton. I grew up with Maddie. Got to see Maddie. Oh, yeah. There. She yeah. shot yeah, us. That's very nice. Yeah. That's very cool. Awesome. Well, we're glad you guys are back. Caleb, we're glad you made it in the country. Thank you. Glad you're here. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome. I mean, I wouldn't married? be. I wouldn't be mad if I uh, got sent back to Amsterdam. Yeah, we the really weather is much better. It was oh, so nice. I bet. Yeah, absolutely. But thank you guys for thank doing so good. Much. We can't wait to see the for more doing good abroad, <laughs> internationally, <laughs> internationally. We can't wait to see the videos of what you're going to be talking about with Justin and doing the different stuff over the next coming weeks and months. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Get each episode as it comes out. Follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Scott, the TikTok. TikTok. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun. I blew up just the other day, apparently. You did. We pranked you. On viral. I'm going to put a link to that one. Did you see it? Oh, I guess we're done. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Jordan said, done, sir. Get out of here.